Rewatch podcast coming to you live from a transdimensional purgatory. I am your host, Pippin. And I'm your other host, Lee. And there have been times where we have finished our viewing for the night and I've been like, excited to talk about it, or we just finished and I'm like, oh, that was, that one was actually spooky. This is the first time where. You're just kind of sad? I'm sad. I feel drained. Yeah. I feel like. Like, we, we ended this viewing and just kind of feel melancholy after mm. this. Like, ugh. Ugh. This is the first time we're just like, crap, I have to actually talk and record an episode about what we just watched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh... There's a lot. Such is is this set of entries. We're doing 64 and 65, and we've got uh, two to the arcs to go with it. Yes. So... Starting with entry number 64, uploaded October 13th, 2012. This is the first time Jay and Tim are really working together in earnest. They're, I'm so happy. It's so <laughs> great. It's like a weird buddy cop movie. It's such a good little dynamic. I love that they are like clearly not like quite comfortable uh-huh. working with each other. They're a little short with each other. I mean, in, in general, they're both just frustrated, like, throughout this entry with what they're finding and not finding, but also just, like, they don't quite have each other's backs. They're just kind of, like, thrown into this circumstance together and just trying to make the best of it. Um, but, yeah, this is them going back to Rosswood Park and sort of retracing their steps and seeing what they can find in these locations that they've seen before it's just the greatest hits of rosswood park (laughs) locations um i love that this entry opens with like jay giving tim instructions on like how to use the cameras like is it on is it recording (laughs) yeah i love red light blinking i love i love tim's response to like is it recording it's just like (laughs) if blinking red light means recording (laughs) then yes i totally believe like tim here just like who knows? I don't know how this works. <laughs> um, but their first sort of location that they scope out is this weird, like, storage shed where Alex pulled a gun on Jay and Jessica. Yes, this this good old place. Mm-hmm. Um, as we're walking up to it, uh, Jay, uh, or, or Tim asks Jay, like, that... He hasn't seen Alex since that happened mm-hmm. um, and asks him or Jay asks him if he remembers anything about what happened because Tim was also there um, yep. in, in the mask during that entry. And Tim says, no, he does not remember. Mm-hmm. So like sort of the question like looming over the sequence of events that happens in this shed is. Well, we heard a gunshot. Mm-hmm. What happened with that? And we sort of explore like what what could have happened while they're uh, scoping this place out. 
Um, yeah, here is like our first real confirmation, like like verbally, that Tim does not remember when like anything when he is in his his masked up state. Uh, he describes it as as not being in the right state of mind to remember anything. Yeah, which is an interesting way to pull, put it. Yeah, um, I like as they're like walking towards the stairs to uh, to like the, the the loft area of this shed. Jay like points the camera up at like the open <laughs> wall where <laughs> where in the original entry we could see Masky peering out. He's yeah. like making sure that nobody's waiting for them upstairs. Jay's learning, sort of. Yeah, and in fact, um, like <laughs> that once they're up there, he's like, and and I was standing here, and Jessica was here, and and you were were around the corner, <laughs> and it sits in that neither like neither of them we, we have this. seen this place, but Jay for the for for all intents and purposes, Jay and Tim have never been here. Mm-hmm. They do not remember it. Yeah, that's got to be a really weird feeling, like mm-hmm. having footage of yourself being in a place and then going to that place with only. I guess the memory of that footage. Mm-hmm. But you were here, but you weren't. You don't remember it. Um, they're trying to figure out, like, if they can find the the bullet casing from the gun that, that Alex had. And they're not able to find it, but they do find a hole in sort of like the, the corrugated metal ceiling that they think might be the bullet hole yes which is like (laughs) in in real life they did not shoot through the roof of the ceiling but uh in real life that hole is way too fucking big for like oh for real oh yeah it's like i mean you can kind of tell on the on the footage it's just like giant i do like this though it's just like there is clearly just like one hole in Mm -hmm. in the roof and like that's that's probably the bullet hole like them like coming to that realization is like that's probably it Mm mm-hmm and so, from this information, they kind of assume that okay, we know that Tim was not shot. Yeah, even if he, <laughs> uh, uh, even if he wouldn't remember the actual incident, yeah, he, he would probably figure it out yeah. at some point. And now we're thinking that Alex also was probably not shot; that right. the bullet went straight through the ceiling without hitting anybody. But yeah. other than that, they're not able to make much from this location. Right. I very much like, from a behind-the-scenes standpoint, I like that there was just kind of a random hole in the yeah. ceiling that they decided to roll with. Like, that works out really, like, surprisingly well. It's I pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, they move on from here. We get to, just like, a little clip of, like, Tim smoking in the woods. <laughs> like, it's just, like, Jay filming his back as they're walking, and then a big cloud of smoke <laughs> comes up from behind his head. Oh, just, man. Like, it's very funny. It's it's really too bad that this was before the era of vaping, because Tim, as a character, vaping would be... I was thinking it looked like a vape cloud. Yeah, exactly. Cloud. Like, it would just, it would be perfection. I also think it's really interesting that uh, as they're like leaving this this shed thing in the woods, um, Jay says something. I think it's Jay says something to the effect of like, "I don't think there's anything up here that like could be in, of any use to us." And I'm just like, I don't, I don't really know what they were expecting to find in the first place. Like in that regard, mm-hmm. I mean, because even if they did find like 
of bullet casing. If they found Alex's dead body, yeah. I mean, I guess that would. Well, what are they going to do with that? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know what exactly that would accomplish. Yeah, this is more just like. I I I get the vibe that they're. Like, not looking for anything specific, but just very methodically making sure that there's nothing that they've missed, yeah. retracing all their steps carefully, just being like, there may be something here, but, like, there may not be, but this is the place that we have to start. Yeah, it feels sort of like we're, like, not getting caught up to speed, but just kind of, like, we're, 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 we're retreading a bit. Yeah. Just to, just to kind of, you know, go over everything, make sure we're not missing anything. And then we get a little sequence where uh, Jay and Tim are trying to find the shack that they woke up in after uh, Tim chased Jay around in, in, in the mask from yeah. a couple entries ago. Um, but the shack seems to have disappeared. Yeah, they find a location where they think it might be. They kind of walk into the woods a little bit. They're off the trail um, and they just can't find it. It has disappeared. Um, mm-hmm. um, at, <laughs> at one point, Tim like steps into the woods, and Jay's like, "I already checked that out. There wasn't anything there." And then points to a sign and says, "There's a sign over there, but I can't read it." Which is, to me, is a very funny line of dialogue. It's something that like you would encounter in an old adventure game <laughs> or like an old Silent Hill game, where you would like like walk up to like a big sign with a really blurry texture on it and then you would click the X button to examine it and said there's a sign over there but, but I, can't I can't read, read it. it. <laughs> uh, very funny. I think in I think in real life that sign says like no vehicles beyond this point or something or it could just be a no trespassing sign. Hmm. Cannot remember. It is very difficult to read especially in that footage. But I... also I just like I can't read it cuz like oh no, Jay never learned to read. Mm-hmm. Tim is, uh, <laughs> Tim is like, uh, very concerned with trying to find the shack. Like, mm-hmm. he is the one that's trying to go there. Jay is trying to move him along. Um, Jay thinks that there might be somebody waiting there for them. Well, Tim thinks there might be something important for their, for them to find. Right, because as far as we know, when they were, like, dropped off there, which is what Tim refers to <laughs> it as, which I think is really an interesting way of putting it. I mean, not inaccurate, but interesting. Um... As far as we know, they didn't really do any like looking around when mm. they were when they were there. They just kind of like just left. Yeah, I would want to leave too. Yeah, exactly. Like they just kind of uh, got the heck out of there. And so, if there was anything there that they were meant to find, they haven't. <laughs> but now it seems like maybe they are not going to because we do not find that shack. Nope. Um... And then our, our sort of third and, and final destination in this little expedition that we've got going on here is, of course, the tunnel. The tunnel. Um, we cut to them, like, approaching the tunnel. Um, j- wait, hold on. Well, we have a bit, uh, a bit more walking where Tim is coughing and Jay asks him, like, if he's all right mm-hmm. um, a couple times and... <laughs> There's a point where the when they're looking for the shack where like Tim steps in the woods and Jake coughs and then turns around and points the camera behind him. It's just like I'm just coughing. There must be something just here that's making case. me <laughs> making. I me mean, cough. that's a fair it's assumption. Very funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get a cut and they start approaching the tunnel, and it's at this point where we could start to hear like 
cicadas and crickets mm-hmm. in the background, which like I can't help but now think of what's, that what's, every time we hear. What's bugs really in the great about it is there's always this kind of like background noise, like kind of background white noise whenever we're mm-hmm. in the tunnel, and in reality, it's road noise. This tunnel is underneath a road, mm-hmm. and I think that's great. But like it. It does. It sounds just. It just sounds like more woods no- noise. Like I would never have, like, come to the conclusion that this was like in real life was not in the middle of the woods because it still feels very much like we're in the middle of right. this park. Um, yeah. There's so. something. There's something like about the feel of Marble Hornets. It's like very integral to it. Is like man-made structures in the middle of like just dense woodland mm-hmm. just like what is this even doing here and I, i'll have more to talk about that later in our in our next entry uh but there's there's some cool stuff um but they they go inside the tunnel and tim is like so this is where alex and jay's just like nodding and he's not talking i love that jay is like visibly shaken just mm-hmm. from being in the place where he knows alex killed somebody yeah he's kneeling on the ground and he's like not speaking at all he's got his hand in front of his mouth and he's just like responding to tim just by nodding or shaking his head um it's it's a nice little character touch there he is is clearly upset just like being here and we know he didn't want to come to rosswood at all in the first place just a small little detail when we're first walking into the tunnel and and jay hands the camera over to tim as they're doing this um, as we're walking into the tunnel, Jay, like, kind of very deliberately stays off to the side. Like, he doesn't want to walk mm-hmm. in the spot like, where the thing happened. walk through where it happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, also when they're entering, they're talking about how Jay has only been to the other side of the tunnel once, and that was when he was following Tim. Again, neither of them really remember right, this. Right, exactly. Um, but drawing attention to the fact that we don't really know what's on the other side of this tunnel. The way that that line, like, this this particular just little part of this entry has always felt to me like just... It almost feels like we are about to enter another world, which might be kind of appropriate. Mm-hmm. But, like, the way that, the way that, like, Tim asks just what's on the other side of this tunnel, and Jay's just like, I don't know. Like, and we've mm-hmm. got, as we're walking, we've got the light, like, the exposure is too high for us to see what is, like, beyond right. the edge of this tunnel. It feels like we're, we're, we're in a long, dark tunnel, and we're heading towards the light. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're heading into something strange. And then Jay's phone rings. Yeah, uh, Jay's phone goes off, and he picks it up. And he answers the call. It's some number he's never seen before. Right. And uh, oh, we can hear the voice come through. And it's very clearly Alex's voice. And he just says, leave now. And then hangs up. Yep. Uh, Jay is like trying to explain to Tim. He's like, that was, that was Alex. He just hung up, but that was Alex. Um, and then they start talking about what they need to do here tim is like okay i'm ready to leave because alex knows we're here and i don't want to be around for him Mm -hmm. right now 
we're not prepared for this. Jay is like, well, he doesn't want us to see what's on the other side, so we need to keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like these 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 little small like micro conflicts between Jay and Tim, where they have you know different approaches to things, different instincts when it comes to like receiving new information. It's just like very nice, very functional character work. Yeah, just like Jay is constantly like. You know, his curiosity gets the better of him. Yeah. And he doesn't, like, always use the best judgment because he's always trying to find answers. Tim is much more, like, trying to, like, get a hold of the situation and, like, back out if they think that they've overextended. Yeah. He's, he's trying to trying to keep them safe. And we can kind of see, like, their, like, even their motivations for, for, like, even working together. Jay is trying to find where Jessica is while Tim is, like, trying to figure out what is going on with to the arc so he can protect himself from whatever's yeah. going on. So this is just, like, a nice little way to demonstrate, like, their different points of view here yeah uh and jay like being the one who was really hesitant about coming to rosswood park in the first place but now being like you know now we have to keep going we're here we have to keep going i i always really like that uh that little detail so as as we're having this this conversation tim starts to cough start yeah they're they're arguing uh tim starts having kind of a coughing fit while jay is like walking further and further into the tunnel just like we have to keep going and then tim collapses mm-hmm. onto the ground on his side um and jay is like concerned and and, and starts walking over to help tim jay turn uh tim turns over onto his back and faces where jay is and jay is taking steps away from the operator silhouetted yeah. at the end of the tunnel yeah, I think I think that Jay sees it at the same time. I don't think Jay. so. I don't think he sees it I've, right when Tim does. Maybe not right when Tim does, but I think that he it's is. Very, I think running he sees it, it. I think he sees it once he gets to Tim. I think he's running from it because I think if 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 you listen closely, I think you can hear him say like no or something. Like he sees something that he does <laughs> not want to see there. I I that's. I have not watched this entry in a while, and I was not specifically looking for that, so I do not know if that is true or not. But either way, Jay tries to grab Tim. Yeah, and... like grabs his hand and starts pulling him. Uh, Tim, it, <laughs> I guess, is like rolling on the ground because the camera keeps pointing away from the operator and then back at the operator and each time it's a little bit closer yeah like jay jay kind of grabs the camera uh, from tim as he's as he's trying to pull him up and tim can't get up right he's just cannot stand up kind of stuck there still having this coughing fit and at one point tim just tells jay to run yes And and jay takes the camera runs away i want to talk about this operator appearance just just for a little bit i know i talk about operator appearances well we got it it's Um, kind of important to the series (laughs) this weird little guy with no face i'm not sure how i feel about this the whole thing where like the camera points away and then points back at it and it's a little closer then points away and then points back at it and it's a little closer like i don't know if i've been just like poisoned by the game slender (laughs) but like this They've they've done so many cool things 
in like portraying how the operator moves through space Mm-hmm. And this just seems like, oh, when you're not looking at it, that's when it's moving. Just seems like a little like rote and basic to me and like kind of cheesy. And also it kind of draws it like, because there's not a good like physical way to do this. So there's either like camera or editing magic happening here or it's like a digital like effect that they added in post. And it's just very obvious that like it's, this is not really a physical presence to the operator here this is like the most it's felt like a video effect to me i don't know if that's how it was done but it it feels it feels very artificial to me in a way that most operator appearances don't Hmm. that is not an impression that i get at all from Uh this (laughs) Um, like it's still very scary and very effective but also it's just like not my favorite it looks it looks good it looks fine yeah but it also just just like does not convey like, the physicality of the operator that, like, I kind of come to expect from the series, because they're really good at just, like, having it be there and having it be imposing and, like, taking up the same physical space as, as, like, where the characters are. I, I, maybe part of the problem is that, like, it is, the, the camera movement is so frantic, and in a lot of shots of the operator, we don't have... I don't know. We we don't have a lot of still shots of the operator, I guess, but it's there's see, I don't really have a problem with the whole like camera moving away and moving back because that has always actually felt pretty natural to me just because of the the oh, this part felt really scripted to me. Like the camera deliberately turning away and turning back well, and it's just a little bit closer in see, the frame. See, the first thing that Jay does when he runs over is grab the camera. So mm-hmm. Jay is holding the camera for this part and also trying to like drag Tim to his feet. No, I'm not saying like it's not in character for them. No, no, it's no. Just like... I know. I, I just mean like that it... it if you're moving your... If you're trying to use your hand while you have a camera in it for another purpose rather than filming... You're you're gonna be kind of like mm-hmm. all over the place. I I, it doesn't feel like all over the place to me though. Like this feels mm-hmm. like it's like it draws attention to the artifice of like the whole series. Just like we need the camera to move in this specific way because we need to convey like the operator getting closer and closer without showing it moving. Like, the, the camera feels very deliberate to me in a way that, like, a lot of things don't. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the camera should be, like, moving around and shaking more. And, like, like because the, the operator's always, like, perfectly in frame when he turns the camera. <laughs> um, and, I, I don't know. It's not a major thing. It's just, like, the, to me, there's, like, a way that this could have been done better. Um, you know, I don't want to, like, backseat direct the, the series. <laughs> but I'm just like, oh. Okay. It's not a major thing for me at all. It's just a small little thing. I like it. I actually like how the operator looks in this entry better than I do in the next one. Hmm. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. Um, but yeah, Jay takes the, the camera and books it out of there. And we just have, you know, a couple shots of him running through the woods. One of which has no sound. Yes. Which I thought was very cool. That was very striking to me. Yeah, we we have, 
uh, I believe the shot that has no sound is the one where we're kind of stopped and like the yeah, camera's he's moving not, around. He's, he's not like running as much anymore. Like he's still moving, but he's like turning the camera around and looking around. But there's no sound here, which is a very season one Marvel yeah. Wars thing to do. And it, it was just like a nice, nice feeling to mm-hmm. me. It's like, oh, it's cool that we're doing that. Because it's, it's not a thing that gets utilized as much in, in the later entries of Marble Hornets. Um, but yeah, uh, Jay eventually makes his way to his car and moves to like go open his car door. And then notices Tim is sitting in his car parked next to Jay's. Hmm, peculiar. Uh, Jay like runs up to his car and starts like knocking on the window and trying to get Tim's attention. Tim looks at him. Tim does not look good. Tim looks like he's Tim seen looks, better days. Tim looks like a grimy. Yeah. Uh, he's got some weird things going on with his eyes. Uh, he seems very out of it, but not out of it enough to not drive. Because he yeah. does just back out of his parking spot and drive away. Yeah. While, <laughs> no, while really Jay is, like, yelling at him. <laughs> um, but that's kind of where this entry ends. Um, we get some text from Jay, just, like, he tried to follow Tim, but by the time that he managed to uh, be, like, chasing him, he was already gone. Mm-hmm. Um He's going to try and find Tim because something seemed wrong with him and he doesn't want to lose track of him again. <laughs> and then I really like this last title card. I need to find out where he is now. I'm not losing track of him again. And so with just that part, it's like, oh, Jay's still thinking of, of Tim as, as you know, a, a means to an end here. I'm not losing track of Tim again because that would really suck for me and my investigation. But we have the next line, especially with Alex still out there. Yeah. He's worried he's that He's worried harm, about his boy. He's worried that harm may come to Tim if he if if they're not together. Because that was the whole point of them working together in the first place, is so they could kind of protect each other. Um so we're getting a little shift in sort of Jay's motivations, just with like that last line, you know. Worried that Alex might come and find Tim if uh, if Jay doesn't find him first. But uh, I think that's it for entry sixty four. We can move on to display, posted October twenty fifth, two thousand and twelve. The description is eyes see, but written in weird lines. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk about this one? I, yeah, I'm sorry, so I have a got, hard time talking about two of the arcs. So we've got a, a shot of, like, underwater. There's, like, some little right. fishies swimming around. And we have the words... What do we have the word? Uh, we, what is... I think it's just remember is the word that is shown in the corner of the screen. I gotta look at the thing. Yes. Yeah. And then we have... Um, we have the street from uh, Extraction, from the How Much Do You Hate to the arc mm-hmm. video we can see someone walking towards us and i don't it's kind of unclear who this figure is i've always thought that it's hoodie because it kind yeah, of yeah I, I, I assume hoodie. that it was hoodie um we have i don't text. know who else it could be yeah exactly like i i don't know but yeah so we have you abandoned him and then that slowly fades into i saw mm-hmm. and then we have uh we have a clip from entry 45 of alex's when alex was chasing um, hoodie into the woods uh, 
mm-hmm. whenever he saw him like outside his apartment or whatever um, with the text, he's searching for you. And then we, we have Alex is searching for yeah. you pop up just for a second. Um, and we have, let's see, what else do we have? We've got some, some tunnel footage. And then we've yeah, got... Yeah, the camera's on its... I, I really like this shot. The yeah. camera's on its side, sitting, like, kind of in a puddle in the tunnel as the uh, the contrast is turned way down. Yeah. And the tunnel darkens and sort of, like, grows darker and out... Like, the darkness from in the tunnel sort of grows outwards yeah. and envelops the frame. It's really neat looking. Um, and then we have some zeros and ones, and we have... The words watch death spelled out in these zeros and ones. We also have a couple of, of images of faces in this um, video, one of which is uh, Tim's and one of which appears to be Jessica's. Hmm. Yeah. I don't have much to talk yeah. about this one. I think I have more to talk about with the next one, but yes. even then I don't actually have that much. I do. Um, but yeah, just... Uh, to the Ark seems to know something about Alex's motivations here. He's searching for Jay. I, I do want to mention something that is, is this video uh, starts off with, you know, the underwater stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we have the puddle at the end. Um, that's something that we've seen before uh, kind of a lot into the Ark videos is like, water imagery mm-hmm. we'll get to that now, i wonder why you would bring this up moving into entry 65 who can say <laughs> i'm thinking of uh the the to the arc i can't remember the name of it which one it is but the one that's filmed from underwater like looking up yeah. at the sky with the description are you drowning mm-hmm. hmm. why would i bring that up <laughs> i wonder so we move into entry 65 posted november 19th 2012 so over a month later yeah the the will yeah the the gap between 65 and 66 is actually the longest gap in season three but we'll get to that oh interesting okay but yeah this is a long one um I just, first note off the bat, this beginning section is a 2008 viral marketing trailer for a found footage movie. Oh my god, you're right. (laughs) Just like, we're getting stuff from the previous entry, but from Tim's perspective, and it's like in montage. Um, There's something weird going on with the editing of this entry, and it's like hard to tell, especially since it shifts from from like, sort of... uh, you know, there are, like, three main parts to this entry, and each part, like, the the cuts are different, mm-hmm. and so it can be hard to tell, like, what are, like, actual cuts that somebody is, like, editing together, and which are just, like, malfunctions of the camera, because the camera is malfunctioning a lot in the, in the beginning section of this. We get all sorts of audio and visual distortion with, the, with Tim's chest cam. But yeah, it's like a montage of all the stuff um, that we saw from the previous entry, but from Tim's perspective and sort of like cut haphazardly together. Yes. Um, until eventually they make it to the tunnel. Oh boy, they make it to the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So we've got. We. <laughs> so we've got Tim on the ground mm-hmm. with the chest cam on. Um, he's 
in the midst of his coughing fit. I can't remember the exact sequence of... Yeah, the the first thing is Tim wakes up underwater. Yes. As the distortion is, like, going nuts and Tim is on the ground and we know that the operator is approaching, there is a cut and he is underwater. There's a cut and we actually see... I believe we actually do see the camera hit the water in, in that shot. Like... We, we have, like, a few frames where we're above the water, but we are being plunged uh, under uh, underwater. Um, I love the, the, the acting on display here from Tim, mm-hmm. because, like, his perspective is, like, constantly moving around in the water. It's clear that he can't tell which way is up, and mm-hmm. he's trying to find where the surface of this body of water is. Um as he as he starts to like approach the surface and is about to break suddenly the movement of his arms like from swimming become pumping his arms as he is walking through the forest we've cut straight from mm-hmm. underwater to walking in the woods that movement is so smooth i love it's, it so much it's kind of incredible how well that works um but yeah, from then on, it's just a bunch of cuts as as Tim is being, I hate the word, but like teleported from place to place. Uh, he's like being shifted around to different places in the woods. Um, There's something fucky with like the way that the woods looks. And it's not just like, I, I feel like it's not just the camera or the distortion. Like it just... It feels like we're in hell, <laughs> basically. Um, there's at one point where uh, it cuts and we are not in the woods at all. We seem to be staring at pavement mm-hmm. and yeah. not being able to I make anything out beyond where this pavement paying is. Paying super dark. close attention this time to the audio there because we were, we're walking through the woods, we're kind of stumbling through woods and we can hear Tim's footsteps uh, and as the footage kind of like, not fades to black, but like the distortion and everything just kind of like overcomes the video of the mm-hmm. of the thing where we just have a black screen and we can hear Tim's footsteps still on like leaves. Ah, oh, that's so good. And then and then as like we start to see this pavement, suddenly we're not on leaves anymore. Yeah. Uh just to like I know we're doing a bad job of describing this, but like Tim steps into essentially a black void with, like, a harsh spotlight that it's hard to tell, like, what the source of this light is, illuminating the pavement Mm -hmm. around Tim as, like, everywhere else is just utter blackness. Um, He, uh... There's a lot more of these transitions to, like, different locations... Uh, like he's back in the woods again at one point uh, he's being dragged by his feet while his hands are like trying to claw at the ground and Tim is screaming and that cuts to him being in a tree mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he falls out of the tree also while we we, we we did we probably should mention the thing that was in the pavement that, that was well on the the, there's two pavement things I don't think there are I think there are there the are pavement. two pavement things what's the the first one he does not see the thing the second one he sees the thing we gotta go back and watch that because I have no idea what you're talking okay. about <laughs> um 
Because I think it's after he falls out of the tree that he's in the pavement for the second time. That's possible. Um, uh, there's another part with him being underwater for a brief bit, but we come back to the pavement zone, and there is... That one zone. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. There is a, a body on the ground. It's our friend, Beardy McWhiteshirt, from... Yeah, if, if you didn't know who this was, I w- wouldn't feel bad about this, uh, but... Uh, yeah, what we are supposed to take from this is that this is the person that Alex killed and that the operator subsequently spirited away. His body is in this place that Tim has found himself in. He's face down in a puddle of blood. Yeah, Tim, like, uh, kind of, like, pushes him over and then quickly, like, stumbles back and just clearly horrified by by. Yeah, we don't get a, a super good look at his face, at but it uh, doesn't yeah. look great. No. <laughs> um, and then sort of the last bit of this is... Um, Tim climbs out of this like water. A very shallow body of water. He is he's sort of like on his hands and knees coming out of like a, a, like a shallow, almost like a puddle in the woods... And then he lays on his back, staring up at the canopy of trees. And there's one last cut as the sky comes into view. It's we such go a from good just a full sky. canopy to just clear blue skies. It is. It's got some clouds. So it's so pretty. Good. Um, Tim like turns over and is like you see the grass he is like crawling a These, little bit this shot i love the way the shot oh my, looks the i wide, want to talk a lot about this the wide yeah. angle lens with this shot like the ground looks like it's curving away from like tim it's mm-hmm. just it's just i just really like the way it looks that's all i had to say is just i really yeah. like the way it looks the shot is just grass but as tim moves a concrete parking lot bumper comes mm. into view and and so does you know like the pavement of the parking lot and it's over uh this is this feels like tim coming home after an ordeal as you know the 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 artifice of of all these man-made things come in we we talked about this a bit in season two but like the operator exists in this sort of border between nature and and what is man-made and him crossing this threshold from grass into a parking lot feels very much like the end of tim's ordeal here Hmm. that's a very interesting way of putting it i i just love the sensation that uh, that it that of of the pavement coming into view here Mm -hmm. um like it really feels like it's over it's the 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 it's over moment like for for me is always like when tim is climbing out of the puddle because well yeah it like happens three times there's the climb out of the puddle and you get the sensation of kind of letting letting like Mm -hmm. your breath out and then to me like the real like moment of finality is the cut to the blue sky right but then sort of the the realization for real that it's that it's finally done it's him or crossing is it? fr- crossing from the grass right. into the parking lot. Yes. Um, 
it's really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's paced incredibly. It's just the, so good. The 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 cuts are great. This is like a much more like like think about like the impossible space from Brian's house and how the cuts have to be hidden really well. And this takes like a very different approach where it's not really trying to hide the cuts. Just one thing becomes another thing. Yeah. It just happens. It's like it's like just kind of a it feels kind of like stream of consciency yeah, almost. Yeah. Like it's 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 not so much even that there's I mean like it doesn't feel like there's editing happening. It just feels like these are just this sequence of events is not you know, it's not a montage of things that is happening. It's just this is what is happening. Mm-hmm. You know. Um Tim's in his car? Yep. And Sitting then, there, we see Jay come into the frame and knock on his window mm-hmm. from from the last entry, and uh, Tim backs out and drives away. We get uh, a little bit of driving footage, very brief, of uh, just kind of pointed at the inside of his car because we're still using chest cam footage, mm-hmm. and then the next thing that we see is the hospital. Yeah. The little building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Tim is walking through the hallways of this hospital, and I just want to say it looks like we've seen this place a couple times, but always with, like, the regular camera. Mm-hmm. Now with, like, the fisheye lens on the chest cam, it looks, it looks very strange and yes. very distorted. I also want to note that uh, I believe that every time that we've seen this building so far, we always take the same path. We turn mm-hmm. left, and then we turn right. This right. time, we do not take that path. Mm-hmm. Tim turns left and just keeps going past where, like, people normally turn. He, he's, he, it seems like he's walking with a purpose, kind of. Yeah, he's, he's going somewhere. He yeah. knows where he's going. Um, I just want to say another thing about, like, the lens here. There is something, like, very deliberate about... Tim being the one that wears the chest cam because of how distorted the footage comes out. Now, like, you know, it, just from, like, the nature of lenses and cameras and stuff, you know, any image is going to be distorted because you're transferring, like, 3D space into a flat image. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how different lenses do that is, you know, interesting. But on on the GoPro, it is... Um, like very pronounced how distorted the image is and not like in the digital distortion way that we talked about but in in like in like just the shape of the lens yeah. it just makes everything curve around itself um it's important that tim has this camera because for the first time like we're really seeing tim's perspective and his view of things is distorted he is not seeing things clearly and we're going to see a lot of that in this sequence that he's about to go through um tim while he's walking through this hospital is going to see things that are not there Mm -hmm. um his his view of things is not what other people see and so it's important that we have the uh the the chest cam to sort of like visually explain that Tim's version of this hospital is not the same as everybody else's version of this same hospital. Now, is that to say that Jay has a clear perspective on things because <laughs> he uses not. a regular camera? 
No, but for this sequence, it's important that Tim has the chess cam. Yeah, and and going back to what we had had been talking about previously with, with like, you need a camera strapped to you whenever Uh things happen. Like, this is the first time that we actually see what happens, Uh I guess. Like, with the previous sequence and now with this. Yeah, when you're not on camera, where are you? Well, now Tim has some sort of idea. Yeah, doesn't seem great. No. (laughs) Doesn't seem like a good time. Tim checks out the blackened room where we hypothesized that the fire started. Yeah. And he goes and leans his back against one of the walls and starts sobbing into his hands. It's rough to watch. Yeah, Tim is having a bad time. Mm -hmm. There's another room. Maybe it's the same room, but I think it's a different room where Tim starts talking to himself. Oh, it's a different room. Yeah, he's in a different room. He's, like, kind of muttering to himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear, like, where is it? And some yeah, he starts off saying, like, where is it? At one point, he's saying, like, it wasn't me. Like, mm-hmm. I promise it wasn't me. And then he starts... He's just... He's freaking out. He's mm-hmm. He starts uh, clawing at the wall. Saying, let me out. Yeah. Um, he points at the corner of the room where the door is and saying it's right there it came from right there mm-hmm. um as audio distortion starts coming mm-hmm. in like this is very strange where we're getting audio distortion but there's no visual component to go with it it's just it's like there's nothing there but the audio distortion is reflecting as if something is and it's matching tim's sort of heightened emotion here uh tim starts screaming what do you want and then he sits down and takes out his bottle of pills and tips one pill into his hand and takes it. Bad for the esophagus. And then tips another pill into his hand and takes it. Even worse for the esophagus. And then tips out a handful. All of them. And then continues to tip out the rest of the bottle and takes all of the pills in one go very bad for the digestion uh-huh. and in general i'm making i'm 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 not trying to make light of it i'm just yeah. whenever no, we were talking in entry 61 about that being like the hardest thing to watch in marble hornets i was thinking specifically of this little sequence here as maybe the only thing that can mm-hmm. compete with that because this makes me sad this is not yeah. this is not like the pure level of just absolutely uncomfortable to watch but this is like this is distressing and it's 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 very sad (laughs) like i don't have a better word for it just seeing somebody in misery like this is Mm -hmm. uh just (laughs) not very fun to watch um he goes into the room where he is a liar is written on the wall and he takes a pipe and starts hitting the wall yeah. where he is a liar is written. It's worth noting that that pipe seems to be the same pipe that Alex had been carrying around. Yeah, I was wondering if, if there was some sort of uh, resonance there, because that's immediately what I thought of, is mm. that uh, this is the pipe that Alex had when he was at the building. Or at least a similar pipe. <laughs> um, but he, he strikes the wall a couple times. I love this shot. Mm. Like, it's just so good. 
Which the, one? Just the the just the the this sequence of him hitting the mm-hmm. wall with like the way that the camera turns as he turns. Yeah. And the impact of actually hitting the wall. Right. And then like we can see the the impact like marks. Mark we can see the, the marks yeah. in the wall that he's making with this thing. But Tim drops the pipe. It collapses to the ground, and the camera's pointing straight at the ceiling. And I get the feeling that this is a ceiling that Tim has seen many times before. It's... And I don't know if that's because I've watched Neon Genesis Evangelion or not. <laughs> uh, there's a big thing in Neon Genesis Evangelion where Shinji keeps getting hurt, and the first time he gets hurt, he wakes up in the hospital and notes that the ceiling is unfamiliar. And then as the series goes on and he wakes up in the hospital again and again and again, he becomes accustomed to the ceiling. And that's all I could think about when Tim yeah. falls to the ground here and we just get the camera shot of the ceiling. I'm like, I feel like Tim's seen this ceiling I've, before. I watched that with you and I have no memory of that, but that's an <laughs> excellent detail. Um, we Not that any of <laughs> the creators of Marble Hornets watch anime. I would never <laughs> cast aspersions on their character like this. <laughs> Um, we, as, as, as Tim, like, kind of collapses to a stop, uh, with this camera pointed at the ceiling, you can see, I really, really love this detail of, like, you can see the camera, like, moving with his heartbeat, and it, like, it's, it, it, like, slows down, like, as he's laying there. I don't know if it comes to, like, a complete stop, I'm guessing probably Mm -hmm. not, or if it does, I... Probably not for very long, but um, but you can see it like the movement of it, and I've always thought that was yeah. really wonderful. And we hold on this shot of the ceiling, and then we cut to black for and, a significant mm-hmm. amount of time. And then we hear, "You have one unheard message," and that it's just brilliant. It's so it's good. It's just as as the voiceover lady on your phone comes on. You have one unheard message. It's great. I want to talk about this the sequence of Tim in the hospital just for a little bit um, because I love the intimacy of this entire sequence. I love how thoroughly in Tim's head and emotional state we are. I love the vulnerability that comes with it. I do want to say, though, um, I am not thrilled with, like, the portrayal of Tim's mental state in this entry. I don't want to talk a ton about it, because we talked a lot about it in our last episode. I just want to say that just somebody, like, seeing things that aren't there and muttering to himself and yelling at people. I I understand that, like, this is a real thing that real people go through and, like, exhibit symptoms very similar to this. But it's also just the way that we portray mental illness in media across the board. Um, It felt a little flat to me in that case, but also, man, uh, just I, I can't help but love just being in, in Tim's mental state here. Yeah. Like the, like you said, we, we, we are very close to Tim. I mean, we're, we're seeing all of this from Tim's literal point of view because Mm -hmm. the camera's strapped to him and, uh, if you want to go for some more, like, symbolism nonsense, you know, we can, like, the whole thing with, with seeing his heartbeat because of, of the camera being on his chest is mm-hmm. a nice little kind of analog to that. But I I 
think it's very like I don't know telling is not the word I want to use it's it's the way that we are made to feel from this sequence is not you know it feels far less offensive is not quite the word I, I, I know use. what you mean like it, it's it's taking like great pains to like put you in the perspective yeah. of this character who they they want you to think of as a real person they want you to inhabit yeah. this particular emotional moment uh with tim um you know some of the the details of that moment i i don't quite jive with um and then there are things like him taking all the pills which is so like it's it's amazing to me that marble hornets went there there are people who are going to have real problems with that sequence and like and people who may find that like really crass and really offensive uh but i am just kind of blown away by the raw vulnerability and emotion of that moment of somebody just in sheer desperation and emotional distress just taking all the pills that they have and there's a lot of ways you can interpret that that could mean like tim desperately trying to get rid of you know all of all of the terror and suppress all these symptoms that he has that's, you could also read it as a as a suicide attempt. Yeah, I've I've kind of always read it as like the first one. Yeah, more. that's like, that's what I'm taking from this. It's always but... felt very much to me just kind of like like you know, he takes the first pill and it doesn't look like he's intending to keep mm-hmm. going, but then he does because like, you know, it's not going like, to work right away and it's not going to work, you know, it might not work at all for whatever purpose he's trying to to use it for it's just oh, it's a very we intense see that hesitation after the second pill where mm-hmm. he's just got his hands out in front of him and you can tell that he's thinking about it yeah like he tips the bottle a little bit just to like get one more pill out and then stops and sort of resets the position of his hands and then goes and dumps out the entire bottle um i I know. I I think it's incredible. Yeah. I I I love it. Um, it it is kind of audacious. Shout out to Tim Sutton's acting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just in general for these, because good lord. As you spoke And the priests were on their knees And I may faith and 
make me been a while <laughs> yes <laughs> obligatory terrible stained sing-along it's been a while um yeah so originally we recorded this episode and then when we went to start editing it um part of the file had been corrupted and we decided to call it a night there and then we called it a night for the next two months <laughs> the next two months um, as you could maybe tell from listening to the first part of this episode, this was kind of a draining one to work on, um, just because the material in it is is pretty heavy. Um, we really enjoyed the set of entries, but it, you know, after talking about it for over an hour, um, we were both feeling kind of drained, and so we figured we would just either. Uh, record the last bit of it because we only lost about 15 or 20 minutes of, of audio um, so we thought we might record the la- re-record the last bit of it either the next day and try to have it up or the next week and then uh, we just kept pushing it off um, it had we- little to do with Elden Ring <laughs> despite what yeah. the beginning of our last episode might it actually it had very little to do with Elden Ring um, we kind of took this opportunity to take a break from the podcast there is a lot of work that goes into this thing um and i for sure needed a break from it uh work has been ramping up for me you do pretty much all of the work that goes into this thing so like yeah i've only ever edited the one (laughs) i edit the majority of the episodes i do all the recording setup i produce it I come up with the schedule for the most part and decide what entries we're looking at. I'm the one who takes the notes. <laughs> and I'm uh, just happy to be here. Um, it's a lot of work for one person, and like, there's no uh, like financial obligation that we have to do this. Uh, we're not making any money off this podcast, and I definitely prefer it that way. Um, but it does mean that uh, it's kind of easy to get burnt out on it. And we just took this opportunity to uh, take a break for a while. And then within the past, I don't know, three weeks or so, we we began talking about getting a new episode up. So, hey, here it is. Um, We're going to try to get the next one out pretty soon, basically as soon as possible, and then go back to uh, weekly updates. I'll just say in June, there will probably be at least two weeks where we don't record because we are going on vacation. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is why it's taken so long for this episode to come out. Uh, apologies. Thank you for being patient with us. We still have people like new coming to the podcast yeah, and listening still... to episodes i looked we've got like 1800 downloads holy shit it's it's kind of wild um so thank you everyone who is still listening to this yeah um, you guys are cool i i yeah yeah but yeah we can uh pick up where we left off in our last recording session nearly two months ago over two months ago yeah probably um but yeah this is the part of entry 65 where it cuts to black and then we just hear you have one unheard message and it's Tim calling Jay 
Three something in the morning. Yeah, three. See, it's been so long that I can't remember. (laughs) Three forty something. That sounds right. Um, To tell them that they they need to meet as soon as possible. Uh, We get a cut to the next day. Jay is uh, outside in a parking lot as Tim pulls up. Incidentally, I. I feel like it's probably intentional. This parking lot is like right next to the uh, the 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 doctor that Tim goes to mm-hmm. in in this this town. And uh, Jay like has some genuine concern over his buddy Tim. He asks yeah. him how he's doing, and uh, Tim just kind of like shrugs and doesn't give a, a straight answer. But he hands the chest cam back to Jay and says that he knows that it was recording um, the entire time they were at Rosswood Park, but the batteries are dead now, so he doesn't know how much it captured later. Um, We know from the beginning of this entry that, uh, like, Jay had to have gotten this footage somehow because he's the one (laughs) who uploaded it to the channel. Um, But it's just nice to see, um, like, this take place on camera uh, instead of being like a like something we put together or something that happens like in the next entries like, yeah and I... there's 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 no like sense in like holding this bit off just mm-hmm. like yeah see tim give the footage to jay <laughs> yeah i i believe that in the the commentary for this entry um the series creators had had kind of like a, a little bit of a a weren't really sure how they wanted to have all these pieces fit together, whether, like... Because, I mean, the the end of the last section of this entry would be a hell of a cliffhanger to have, uh-huh. but it wouldn't really work with the format of the series. Like, Jay wouldn't just upload this with no context whatsoever. Like, mm-hmm. of course Jay would, would have this bit here at the end where we would see him get the footage. Yeah, how he got it. Yeah. I, Let I, us know that Tim's okay. Yeah, <laughs> and, and find him and dead I like, in the hospital. I like very much that it uh, that it is at the end of this entry rather than like the beginning, rather than mm-hmm. Jay meeting with Tim and Tim being like, "Here's this," and then we get this is what was on yeah. the thing. Like it works that, very well. That tension is very nice. Yeah, like to have in the entry itself. I hope we didn't already talk about this in the episode. Um, I know for a fact we did. I can't remember if I cut it out or not. Oh, okay. I think you did. I think you did. Um, yeah, so Tim kind of sits down on the curb. He looks very out of it. He looks, he looks very exhausted. He's, he's seen some shit. And um, is is basically confirming to Jay that, like, yeah, he's still good to, like, keep working together, but there's something that they have to do first. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that he has to tell Jay and specifically something he has to show Jay. And it's at the hospital. And Jay is not pleased with <laughs> no, this information. No, he's not happy about that at all. Um, but Tim tells Jay that if uh, they want to keep working together, this is something they have to do. It's something that definitely will help. And that he'll just have to trust Tim on this one. Which I think is like a great invitation at this point. Just being like... I know we have both been through some shit here, (laughs) 
but this is this is a point where we're gonna have to start trusting each other and i need you to trust me on this first yeah and 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 jay's response to that is i'm not really a trusting person anymore and and tim just kind of like very like casually but genuinely is like yeah i know like like they they both get it. They yeah. both understand. <laughs> Absolutely. They've been through some shit. Um But yeah, they have to go back to the hospital. So that is presumably where we will be returning. It sure in, is. In the next set of entries. Um Tim also that uh, they Jay wants to go immediately and get it over right. with. Uh, but Tim needs to check in with his work and make sure that he still has a job. Yeah, that was that was something we've we've talked about either in this entry or in past entries. I can't yeah, remember both, anymore. Both. Um, but Tim having a job and like that being something that that being a, like a primary a, point of tension. For yeah, Tim exactly. Is like that he's he got to work. He's got to like see if he still has a job after being gone for however long he was gone for mm. with like no no uh, indication of where he was or if he was ever coming back. So, yeah. But that's basically where this entry ends. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if there's anything more we want to talk about. We've done most of the discussion we wanted to do on this entry on all the previous parts. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then after this, we have the To The Ark video surveillance. Yes. We don't... I don't have it pulled up. (laughs) I was going to pull it up because I needed to double check on what the codes were. So surveillance, we've got... We start off with with a with a shot of someone like at the end of a long hallway, but like we're moving backwards. It's, it's like reversed footage yeah. of somebody, uh, so it looks like somebody's moving away from uh, the operator silhouetted at the end of a yes. long hallway, which is very cool. And it only happens for a for a brief. Yeah, instant. and then we also have like a hand reaching towards a camera. Like the, both of those shots are very very quick, and then we. For the rest of this, this to the arc, for the most part, we have lots of long shots of TVs in the woods with mm-hmm. uh, various footage from earlier entries kind of like superimposed over the screens. Yeah, uh, to the arc is doing some real... <laughs> it's some student film ass shit. It's yeah, very good. It's some real movie making here. We're, we, we basically it's just art. see uh, kind of contextless clips of a bunch of previous entries and we see jay and alex and i believe tim in in yes in these um the name of this entry is surveillance mm-hmm. it's we've uh, also I think got basically to to just reiterate that you know they're being watched yeah um, everybody also... can see what they're doing and we get some some nice shots of hoodie like in the background of these and like in the reflection. Yeah, of the, the TV. best one is is when uh, the video shuts off on one of these TVs and just to a black screen and we can see hoodie reflected. In and it. he like looks up like the timing is just so very good. It's it's, it's art. It's excellent. There's also a nice nice shot that's like stop motion of yeah, like, like the stop TV. Yeah, like stop motion or time lapse of like uh, the screen of a TV being cracked and then like crumpling in towards itself. That's like one of my favorite shots. It's really really good. And then we got some code. We got some code. This I don't code. Know what these are. L- listen, a lot of people didn't know what these are for a very <laughs> long time. This is the only code that I well. This is, yeah. This is the only one that Jay had to kind of step in and help us <laughs> with. Uh, I say us. I wasn't there. I was also not there. But uh, 
th this code we've got let's see truly your fault and she's out there are two of them and there was one more string of this code that was posted on the twitter not by jay um and that was jay helping us um but i don't remember what that one was or if that was one of those yep I, it's been a long time. It's been a very long time. Yeah. This is not the to the arc that I'm the most excited to talk about. <laughs> um, this is this is a although it is like one a, of my favorites. Yeah, this is a very classic to the arc to me. This is like peak to the arc aesthetic, and also just kind of like also peak to the arc. Not a lot of meat on the bones on this uh -huh. one. Like, um. You know, constant theme of Marble Hornets is sort of surveillance and also self-surveillance as you, like, film yourself. Uh, you know, this this uh, To the Arc entry is, I guess, supposed to, like, get you thinking about, you know, who is watching who, what information you're putting out there in the world. Um, but in terms of, like, an actual point, not sure there really is yeah. one. It's, it's more, like, To We've the Arc some... being, like, you know hammering in on that paranoia. We've got some words on the screens. There's like permanence at one point. I don't remember. We, we don't have it pulled up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a shit show. It's fine. It's all fine. But uh. yeah, these late like season, I say late, these season three to the arcs in general, I don't know. All of the to the, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah. But these especially. I, I really like how a lot of them look, but I think only a couple are like, Oh yeah, like there's nothing, yeah. there's never really going to be anything like substantially important in a To uh. the Arc because like it's designed that way because, you know, right. Marble Hornets you is... You can watch Marble Hornets without watching To the yeah, Arc. Yeah, and plenty of people do and have and like don't me. even know about To <laughs> the Arc. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a good one. It's, it's art. All right. Um, we have anything else to say about... About this to the arc? I don't think so. I'm, I remember having more stuff to say after we were done talking last time, but boy, do I not know what... We didn't have that much to say. No, I know we didn't. We recorded about 15 minutes. <laughs> no, I know. I, 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 yeah. Listen, my memory is not good in general. <laughs> I mean, so like... you don't have to have a bad memory to not remember what we said two months ago. Well, yeah, but like, I don't remember what I said two minutes ago. Like, I don't, it's, it's just gone. That's fair. But as a, a special little treat to our audience for being gone for so long, we have several emails yeah. that uh, we can talk about. Thank you guys for sending in emails over our little break here. Yeah, like over the break, like as we were not even, as we mm -hmm. were being terrible at things. You guys are cool. Um, we have a first email here from Adivan. Uh, I will say, if you send us emails, please um, include the name that you would like us to address you by and uh, pronouns if you're comfortable with including pronouns. Uh, so this is from Adivin. Uh, first question, what are our pronouns? Uh, mine are he and they. Uh, they is a bit more specific in what I prefer, but he is not incorrect. I, I, she is fine just because I'm too lazy to figure out anything beyond that, basically. Um, Adam's got three questions for us. Question two, favorite character. And I think I've made it abundantly clear that Tim is my favorite oh, character. Yeah. Uh, Brian is, is another one that's up there. I think it's, I think it's might be slightly obvious which character is my favorite, but who could say? It's Jay. Mm -hmm. He is my boy. 
And then uh, last, but maybe the most pertinent oh. question here, uh, if we slap the operator's head, what would it feel like? Like a bag of rice or a hard-boiled egg or what? I think it would feel like, well, okay. Realistically, I think it would probably feel like a human head. Like it would just feel like a skull. <laughs> but in my brain, hmm, do you think it would be gooey? No, I've got two ideas about this, but I want to hear yours unless... I think... Don't I don't to. think it would be a bag of rice. I think it would be a bag of something, but, like, something semi-solid. Like, a, not not pudding. Pudding is too liquid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like clay. <laughs> uh, hard-boiled egg is is kind of yeah, in the actually, direction yeah. I'm going through. In, in the sense that I think this is idea number one. Is that it's like the membrane of the egg around <laughs> something squishy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Or um, I can also imagine it being like a rough piece of, like, smooth, <laughs> a rough smooth piece of, of rock. Um, kind of a rough piece of granite mm -hmm. that's been weathered a bit. I that like it, that. That would be warm to the touch. Ooh. Like it's been sitting outside in the sun. I like that very much because of how many times we have rocks in this series. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of the, the operator actually just being a big rock is really good. Mm -hmm. um, that was rocky all along. So thank you again, Adam, for sending in that email. Uh, we've got two here from Christina. A lot of uh, what Christina has sent us, uh, I, I'm not going to talk about just due to spoilery stuff. Uh, uh, but they do ask like how we kind of think of um, like Tim's alternate persona as Maskey and how uh, involuntary or voluntary that is. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about this because this is something that we're going to kind of get a better understanding of as we continue mm -hmm. going through the series, but I will say it's it's more complicated than it appears on the surface. I don't think there is a a simple or like satisfying answer that can just be like given really quickly. Mm -hmm. This is I, I I don't think it's something that is like fully willing for Tim. Yeah. I also don't think something that it's something that is completely against his will. Yeah. Um, this this is something that is going to come up a lot in our in our discussions, especially towards the very end of the series of of how how uh, voluntary is this sort of alternate persona that that Tim has. Uh, Chris's other email here. There, I, I was just going to say oh. that there there used to be a lot of very good, very lengthy posts on Tumblr that I would have to dig so far back to find <laughs> um, from people who know a lot more about like this this subject than I do um, about like kind of analyzing Tim and Maskey from like the perspective of like like dissociative identity disorder and mm -hmm. things like that and there's a lot of like there's a lot to talk mm -hmm. about with that just in general yeah um, Christina's other email is just titled uh, anime opinions <laughs> and I believe I specifically said in the episode where I talked about anime opinions to please not send me emails about oh. your anime opinions. So Christina, zero points for this email. <laughs> I thought that you... you... I, I feel like you should actually get... Uh, you should actually give points because... Uh, 
You should give points. It's fine. Anyway. You wanted me to give points because she says that Haikyuu is S-tier and it'll be valid sports anime besides Yuri on Ice. Hey, if you want my actual anime opinions, Yuri on Ice is pretty mid and there are a lot of other good sports anime. <laughs> I never watched Yuri on Ice or any other sports anime. <laughs> uh, Christina, I don't, I don't mean to sound antagonistic here but i did specifically ask see i was thinking send me anime opinions. see that like warped in my brain i had been thinking this whole time that you asked people about their anime opinions i, I, I don't I, know why i, I did I would think say that. i did say send me your anime opinions and then i immediately said actually please don't send me your anime <laughs> opinions. nope too late email is already typed up i do appreciate it christina I, I, i'm just playing with you, but I'm not gonna uh, comment on any of the other stuff you sent in this year. Are you sure Alex watched Bleach? Did Brian watch Full Metal Alchemist or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Oh, both. Uh, uh, yes. Brian yes. watched both. Yes. Um, also, thank you for wishing us enjoyment on Elden Ring. I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> about everything. Um, we've got a short email here from Josh who is just um asking for a bonus episode at the end of the series about brian uh i'm not sure we're gonna do a full bonus episode about brian but we're gonna have a oh, lot yeah. of brian discussion um you know by the end of this series i think you will be chock full of brian content i do not think you will be disappointed <laughs> yes we'll have a lot to talk about there um we have a very long and very nice email here from Ben. Thank you for sending your email in, Ben. Um, I've definitely read these emails before, like <laughs> as they came in, I think, but I don't remember reading them, so I'm just trying to read them as you're speaking, and I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah, a, a lot of this email is just saying nice things and, and just talking about things that we have uh, discussed on the podcast. Aww. I'm not going to get into a lot of it, but I uh, we have... It's been at the end. I'm not a very analytical person, so I'm not sure I have much in the way of theories and questions about things in the series itself. But oh. I was curious about the song you guys use in the intro and ending. Is it by a specific artist one of you like, or even made by yourself? Was there a specific reason you chose it? Let me know if possible. It's really good. Uh, yeah, so that song that we use for the intro and outro of the podcast is a cover I put together of a song called The Pardoner's Tale by a band called the star killers if anybody is familiar with the music of julian baker this is the band that she was in in high school um and from uh their album american blues if you would like to check out that album you can go to the star killers tn that's tn as in the postal code postal code for tennessee dot bandcamp.com uh, again, that's the Starkillers TN dot bandcamp dot com. Um, there's some good stuff on this album. It was, uh, you know, written and recorded and mixed and mastered entirely by high schoolers. So, like, I've listened to this album mm -hmm. sometimes. It's pretty good. Uh, there's some, uh, you know, amateurish production and, and writing here just like you know it's something high schoolers put together that being said there's some really cool stuff on this album if you like um julian baker's music i would highly recommend giving this album a listen to and if you haven't listened to julian baker's music you should it's you should, good you should listen to julian baker um there's some really really cool ideas on this album if you've listened to julian baker and um 
like her stuff, I think listening to this album would be like really enlightening. Um, I gave it a listen to like last week just because I was thinking about this email. And um, yeah, if, if you're ever curious about like a lot of the decisions Julian makes and like her, her vocal performance, um, and then listen to this album, you might come to the conclusion, oh, Julian Baker is essentially a blues vocalist who is singing to like singer-songwriter guitar-picking tracks. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the second half of this album also is a banger. And it goes a lot of different places. There's some there's some blues, there's some rock, um, there's like some post rock in here, which is really cool. Um, yeah, highly highly recommend listening uh, to American Blues by the Starkillers. Uh, and again, the 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 song that I am covering uh, for our intro is Pardoner's Tale, which is the fifth track on that album. I chose that song specifically because that song has a lot of imagery of decay and rot, which I thought very appropriate for the series. It's also just a very dark sounding song. It kind of gives to the arc vibes and I really wanted to capture that. Um, it's a rock song that is played on guitar. It's a blues rock song. And um, I made the decision to play it on a synthesizer instead um to kind of bring it in line with a lot of the the technology and surveillance themes of the series and then i just put some effects on it to make it sound like it was coming from a long way away in a tunnel underwater <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i'm glad you asked about that song i'm i'm not too happy with like my my production of that because i'm i'm not i have never done any music production before um, but I think it works really well as like an intro and outro for this podcast. So thanks again for your email, Ben. They look forward to hearing our thoughts on entries in the future, what places Lee has been to before, and our continual playing of Elden Ring. The answer <laughs> is all of them, basically. Oh, okay. He, he also asks at the end here, would you both be comfortable if I drew some things from the podcast? Yes. Yes, um, absolutely. If you want to draw things from the podcast, uh, go right ahead. I only ask that you credit the podcast and whatever post you make about this, wherever you post it online. And send it to us. I want to yes, see it. Yes, please send it to us and uh, please credit us. I want to see it. That's, that's so cool. I love the idea of that so much. <laughs> um, and then our finer, final email here. Is from Harmony, just asking if the podcast was still going. This is a new listener. I appreciate your email very much, Harmony. And yes, this podcast is still going. A, a new listener an and also that you're listening to right now. <laughs> a new listener and also someone who only recently watched Marble Hornets, which is wild to me that there are people like who are still discovering Marble. I mean, it's not wild, but like the people who are discovering Marble Hornets, like within the past few years mm -hmm. might also be listening to this. I feel like that's got to be a really weird experience, <laughs> but I'm glad that you're here. Thank you, everyone who has sent in emails. There may have been... And said nice things on yeah, Tumblr. Yeah, and said nice things. Um, I may have skipped one or two, but I think we talked about all that we wanted to hear. If you would like your questions and comments to be read and responded to on air, you can send in those uh, questions to greatmoretapes at gmail.com or on Twitter at greatmoretapes. And 
Oh, next knows? time we will yeah, be... Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll get to that. Oh, okay. I, was just, I was just asking if we had anything else we wanted to talk about. Sorry, no, I don't think so. All right. Next time on Great More Tapes, coming to a podcast feed hopefully soonish, uh, we're going to be discussing entries 66 through 68, um, which should be a pretty meaty episode. For oh, yeah. Us. There's going to be like four entries. There's going to be a lot to talk arts. about in yeah. these. Um, a lot. We're, we're going to get some lore dump, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this so, also has one of my favorite entries in the series, which is very silly. <laughs> um, but that is going to do it for us. So, until next time, whenever that may be, Jay, why didn't you burn these tapes? Good night. No. Right.